You have indeed read the title correctly. Welcome back to the Conflict of Interest. And if you didn't know, I, I became the champion while I was away. Uh, yes, indeed. The real Dan Kelly, the champion of uh, everything. Hey, Rich, long time. How you doing, buddy? Uh, long time no see no here, Dan Kelly. Uh, my brother, how you doing? I'm 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 excellent, man. A Rich, Akeem Richens. If you don't know me, please get to know me or remember me because we have a great show ahead. What's going on, Dan? I gave you a month to get ready for this, and you still just showing up in the BIB merch. But hey, I can't I can't slack on it. BIBFanshop.com. Get the latest, of course. Conflict of interest merch is available now. Hey, Rich, what do you got to say about that? Uh, I I, I have to get me one. You know, <laughs> uh, that's the first thing. So look out for the Conflict of Interest shirt. Look out for more uh, built-in Buffalo uh, merch uh, in the near future. And I'm excited about everything that we have planned in the future, in the near future, what's going on with this show. And um, let's get started, buddy. Yeah, let, let's get it going. So for anybody who's new here, uh, the Conflict of Interest is a show invented by myself and, of course, Akeem Richens. Uh, how does it work? Um, normally, the way it goes is... Um, we talk about the Buffalo Bills. Sometimes other teams are involved, sometimes not. Depends on, you know, the mood, what's going on. And we find ways to, to disagree. And it's not always about who's right and who's wrong. It's about seeing things from each other's perspective. If you guys are wondering why we've been away for so long, uh, my computer was in for repairs. Akeem was dealing with some personal issues on his end. But we are back. And and I can say, hey, Rich, we're going to be back for a while Aaron, this each Tuesday at 815, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Each and every Tuesday, Conflict of Interest, A. Rich, Dan Kelly, Tuesday, 815 p.m. Eastern Time. It's our day. Happy Tuesday to you Bills fans. Happy Tuesday to you football fans, if you're unaware. A. Rich, I'm just ready for the season to start so we can get back to our pre-show, post-show stuff because I've been itching to, to get everybody, you know, in the same chat and just discuss some Bills football. But, you know, and, and I'm excited just like you're excited. But I, I, I like where I'm at now. You know, I like the place. It's, it's, it's the buildup, right? We're getting excited. The engine is starting to churn. We're starting to, to, to be excited for Buffalo Bills football and uh, training camp. We're going to get into in a minute. is getting underway. And we, got, we have players to evaluate. We have things to assess. We have things to talk about now. So this is the start of something that we hope can be uh, that we hope the Bills can give us a, a, a great ride for the next uh, six, seven, eight months. If you guys are stopping in on Facebook, please drop a like, share it. Uh, YouTube, Kim's out there. Conflict is back. I uh, appreciate your support. I miss seeing your name. I miss seeing your quotes. Uh, John says, take off my tie and stay a while. But that's not the mood right now, buddy. You got, you got to you got to see these, man. These are the Buffalo Bills logos on here. Not just any tie. Uh, not just any tie. I love getting dressed up for you guys and and giving the the vibe of the host. You know, hey, hey, Rich can play with with you guys, but the real Dan Kelly has to go up a level. You know, you got to bring something <laughs> back. Uh, Kate, thank you for coming out. Uh, great seeing your name again. I I'm super happy to be back, guys. I, I really missed you. I missed Akeem. I missed everybody. But uh, I'm not gonna waste any more time on that. For uh, lack of a better word, Bill's training camp has gotten underway. Well, we've been away, Akeem. Mm -hmm. uh, give me some some thoughts as the Bills start training camp this year. Uh, my initial thoughts is uh, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, right? Uh, the Buffalo Bills, their Super Bowl favorites. We have a lot of things that 
uh, a lot of camaraderie, uh, a lot of chemistry within the football team up and down the organization, right? But what are some changes? Some changes are within that offensive staff. When you have success like the Buffalo Bills have had on offense the last couple of years, scoring 30 points per game, other teams are going to want your guys. They want to implement the copycat league and score 30 points a game their themselves, right? So what happens? Out goes Brian Dable. Out goes the quarterback coach. In comes Brady. In comes Ken Dorsey. And, and that's what I've been wanting to look at for this training camp. Can Ken Dorsey, Ken, Ken Dorsey live up to the challenge? Can he indeed be a, a, a Brian Dable a successful predecessor? And uh, thus far, it looks as if he's off to a good start. I don't hear no complaints from the offensive staff. He's getting praise from Josh Allen. I'm hearing they're uh, running different variations of their run game that they didn't have last year. I'm hearing some counters, some zones, some powers. So that's one thing I was very interested to see to start a camp. How will Ken Dorsey implement his offense to the Buffalo Bills team? To be fair, with uh, successful teams, Rich, you're not going to hear that stuff. If, if there's a problem, they're, they're going to mask it, right? They're not going to come out and tell you, hey – you know, we're nervous about this new coach. Justin shouting you out with the Ken, Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Reminds me, reminds me of the, um, was it tight? Uh, the, the rookie wide receiver that you kept trying to say. Um, um, uh, I remember, but I don't remember the rookie. Yeah, wide receiver. It's, it's clipped, uh, it's <laughs> I'll clipped get it. On I remember. Yeah, we'll we'll I remember. find it. Mm-hmm. Lone Wolf says I look like a door to door salesman. I missed you too, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for coming <laughs> on. And Daniel, good to see you as well. I love the name. And you know what? I'm gonna stay a while, here, Rich. We're, we're gonna, I like we're gonna it. stay a while like with, with everybody and get this jacket off. It, it is no use to me here in this uh, basement. So my first thoughts when it comes to training camp is on the other side of the ball, here, Rich, and mm. it's Von Miller in that defensive line mm. taking the next step for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Because if if it wasn't the offensive line that may have been the biggest question mark for the Bills last year, and that wasn't the case at the end of the year, the Bills' offensive line was playing really well, not allowing many sacks. We talked about that, of course, last season. Mm-hmm. This defensive line needs to make the next jump, and Von Miller is the guy to do that. Everybody wanted to know why he came here, right? There were three reasons that, that he spoke about publicly, so we can talk about them as if they are fact. They came from the man himself, right? Mm-hmm. So number one was Josh Allen. He wanted to play with Josh Allen because Josh Allen's an electric football player and everybody mm-hmm. loves him, right? Mm-hmm. Number two was the fact that he thought he was going to be drafted to Buffalo in 2011 when the Denver Broncos ended up selecting him before the Bills were on the clock, right? And number three was that he wants to become the first ever player to win three Super Bowls with three different teams. Mm-hmm. And if that's the goal here, what needs to happen is these next wave of pass rushers – Need mm-hmm. to be studying at the Von Miller School of Pass Rushing, and we need to get after the quarterback this year. But let's get back to the offensive side of the ball, A. Rich, because I know you want to talk about somebody, and it's a player that the Bills could have had as a rookie, but instead they took that eighth pick in, what was this, 2014? Yes, 2014. 2014. The eighth pick, they traded it to the Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams at, this, at the time, I believe, mm-hmm. and they moved back mm-hmm. to 14 at eight. The Rams selected wide receiver, kick returner, running back, Tavon Austin, an electric football player in college. And the Bills ended up selecting, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who was it that year, 14? 
2014, it was in 2014. I believe that was that was Sammy's year, wasn't it? 2014. So, Sammy so this must be 2013. 2013. Austin, yes, because the Bills yeah, yeah. ended up selecting EJ Manuel. Yes, yes, in the first round. Yes, and uh, it was not great. So now the Bills can make up for that mistake because Tavon Austin was signed, I believe, right before training camp got underway. Uh, your your initial thoughts, and Lone Wolf is shouting you out from being from Connecticut because that's just what he does. Likes to hate on me. John uh, says I he thinks I'm about to sell him insurance. John, I do not sell insurance. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, I, I can take all the razzes, guys. I'm happy to be back. You're not going to get the smile off my face. Not, not only are you a door-to-door salesman, not only do you look like you're about to sell insurance, it sounds as if they would slam the door in your face once they opened it anyway, right? What, what's the problem with looking nice, everybody? Don't, don't you ever just want to put on a nice collared shirt and a tie, gel up the hair, get, you know, just feel nice. Look good, feel good. Definitely, man. I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. Look good, feel good, you play good. Deion Sanders, I like it. I, I like you better without the blazer. I think this is more, I, I, I feel it more. Now I feel, I feel the look. It, look, right. it, it looks hey, authentic hey, Rich. now. So hey, Rich. Now we can okay. start the okay. show. Now we can All start right. the show. All right. You, you want to play this game next week. Next week, I come on the show looking like you. That, that's what's okay. going to happen. I'm, I'm going to hey, dress up. Hey. I'm going to dress up in Bill's gear and see if everybody likes it a little bit more. Okay. Because Let's see it. this is Bill's gear. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bill's gear, Check out the phone case, everybody. Bills Mafia, Josh Allen, looking beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah, that is a gorgeous. That is a gorgeous case. All right, but, uh, Tavon Austin, exactly. give us your thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, initially, I, you know, I'm thinking. I, I thought, wow. You know, I mean, he's not a. He's not the player he was expected to be in the NFL, right? Not Especially at being, all, being, man. Being Especially the first with his pick. with his highlights mm-hmm. coming out of college, he was expected mm-hmm. to. To change the way the receiver position was played, I believe that that's how mm-hmm. much he was getting hyped up at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you have to think he's a he's a former first round pick that never quite lived up to the hype. Uh, the Buffalo Bills they signed Jamison Crowder in the offseason. They drafted uh, Shakir. They re-signed McKenzie. They re-signed Kumaro. What's the reason the Buffalo Bills are, are are signing more receivers, especially kind of a household name like Tavon Austin? It has to be either they're not 100% comfortable with their receiving room because Brandon Bean, he has that famous quote, he's always looking to get better. And if you're looking to get better, who, who are you looking to get better than, right? So I think Tavon Austin brings uh, a lot of playmaking ability. He can he can uh, he can play special teams, kick return, punt return. He has a lot of rushes under his belt throughout his career. Through Saint in Saint Louis, they used him in a lot of a lot of ways. The Buffalo Bills use Isaiah McKenzie, right? So I think the main things that Tavon Austin brings to the table, or have the ability to bring to the table for the Buffalo Bills, is his speed, his explosiveness, and his versatility on special teams and. Anytime he has the ball in his hands, he can rush and he can um, catch the ball. So I think he brings a lot of a ton of versatility to the Buffalo Bills offense. Not only is it versatility, but it's veteran leadership at this point, right? He's been in the league since 2013. Now, it's surprising because what do the Bills need to add in the wide receiver room other than speed, right? We know McKenzie's that guy. 
We know they drafted James Cook because he's he's a fast guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, right? Mm-hmm. If it's about speed, then Tavon Austin's going to fit the bill. Yeah, you see what I did there. So it, it comes down to who isn't going to make it, right, in that wide receiver room because they obviously sign him with an intention. They sign everybody with an intention to make the team. Um, sadly, not everybody can make the team. It's a 53-man roster at the end of the day. Um We'll, we'll talk later about who may and may not make this Buffalo Bills team a possible Super Bowl championship team, hopefully. But Tavon Austin, it, it was just interesting because it, it seemed to come out of the blue, right, A. Rich? We didn't hear anything about this. We didn't hear, hey, Tavon Austin's meeting with the Bills. Maybe we heard it a day prior or something like that, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a thing that really like caught steam until it was done, right? Right, right. And I'm thinking I'm – thinking... The best way for Tavon Austin to make the team is through special teams. Oh, guaranteed. Kick return. Yeah. Like that, that's my original thought. Because when Isaiah McKenzie signed his deal, mm-hmm. I guarantee that he wanted more playing time at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think that's where the money is. Like if if you think logistically, like he wants to probably, you know, make the most money that he possibly can. And that's mm-hmm. catching passes from Josh Allen. It's not catching punts or mm-hmm. kickoffs. And hey, mm-hmm. maybe he does that too, but I think he wants to be more involved in the wide receiver room, and I think they wanted to be more involved, and that's the reason for this Tavon Austin signing. He's mm-hmm. amazing on punt returns, kick returns, and he's going to he's going to provide competition mm-hmm. when it when it comes to this Bills team in, in training camp. And that's mm-hmm. not the only special teams competition to worry about, eh, Rich. We have Ariza and um Hawk going. Matt Hawk, yeah, I, I I think, you know, the writing's on the wall. As long as, as as long as the punt god showcased the talents that we all know he can showcase and we've seen on different highlights, uh, I think the writing's on the wall with that. With, with, with I, I got I got a funny story for that, a eh, Rich. If you haven't yeah. heard, uh, I believe it was it was just a couple of days ago. Maybe it was the first day of camp or the last day of OTAs. Um, they were practicing like long snapping, right? And and Ferguson was not doing the long snapping. They had like they had uh, Bass and mm. Hawk both do like a snap as if they were the long snapper. And apparently uh, Reed Ferguson was so impressed that he fell on the field laughing. Really? <laughs> just like cracked really? up. It just was super impressed by the way they did it. Brian from Breaking Tables, of course, another show brought to you on the Built in Buffalo Network. Catch it each Monday and Friday. Brian, great to see you. Long time no talk. We'll have to get together again very soon. And- hey, Rich. And the last point, I'm sorry, the last point, last point I want to make is, you know, the Buffalo Bills, something that can't be overlooked. We don't know. We know that coaches, when teams change coaches, they want to they want to keep work what worked well. And they probably want to have their own sprinkles and changes. That's what coaches do. You're going to see some sprinkles, some change. Matthew Smiley is now the new special teams uh, uh, coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. So how important is a guy like Ty- uh, Taiwan Jones now? Was is he an important team to the to the entire organization, or was he coach specific? How important is Jake Kumaro now to the special team? So I think that will also play a role in 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 if Tavon Austin can make the team as well. And that's the problem for these wide receivers at the end of the depth chart. If you're not gonna produce on special teams, you're out because the the wide receivers of the front four are pretty much settled by right now anyway a rich everybody who wants to talk about it it's i don't think people want to talk about it it's just the elephant in the room right 
Okay. And it's Jordan Poyer of the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Now, got my handy dandy notes ready here. Mm-hmm. And I want to get into this, right? Jordan Poyer going into this season at age 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second team all pro last year, correct? Not or was he first team and Michael was second? I believe he was first team and Michael was second. Yeah. Okay. So first team all pro at mm-hmm. 32 years old. Mm-hmm. So what I want to go over with everybody right now is the five highest paid safeties in the NFL right now. We're going to start at five and work our way up. So Harrison Smith is the fifth highest paid safety in the league. He signed a four-year deal worth $64 million and is getting paid $16 million per year. So 16 per year. That's really what I want you guys to focus on. Uh, Number four, a deal that was signed this year, Marcus Williams and the Baltimore Ravens, agreed to a five-year, $70 million contract at $14 million per year. Kevin Byard of the Tennessee Titans, $70 million, five years, $14 million. Same, same as Marcus Williams, basically. Jamal Adams, $70 million, four years, $17 million per year. And number one, the contract that was just done, I believe maybe a week ago or a couple of days ago now, Minka Fitzpatrick, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, becomes the highest paid safety in the league, $73 million, four years, $18 million per year for a safety, right? So, A. Rich, you know these names. Players one through four and players five, there's a difference, right? Not only money. Do you know what that difference is? What's the difference? Marcus Williams, Kevin Byard, Jamal Adams, and Minka Fitzpatrick all signed those deals at 25 years old. All four of those players. Four-year deals, five-year deals, $70 million for, for all of them. $70 mm-hmm. million or higher. Mm-hmm. Now, Harrison Smith's deal was four years, $64 million, $16 million per year. You know when he signed that? He signed that at 32 years old, which is the age that Jordan Poyer is going to be after this upcoming season. So you're telling me that a 32-year-old safety in the NFL can get a four-year deal worth $64 million in 16 per year. If that can happen to Harrison Smith, who was an all-pro player himself and is still a very good safety, I don't know if he's a top-five safety anymore. I'm not going to get into that right now. But if he can get that, what's to say that Jordan Poyer can't get that? The problem is... Is, is Jordan Poyer going to get that from Buffalo? Take it away, A. Rich. <clears throat> and you and you know, you, you broke that down beautifully, man. I, I like the players that you brought up, the contracts, Mika Fitzpatrick. I really like he's one of my one, one of my guys as far as safeties in the NFL. Uh it's a it's a very it's a it's a very touchy situation for the Buffalo Bills. Now, me personally, as a fan, let me give it, I got I gotta give two perspectives here. I gotta give the fan perspective. And then I gotta give the 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 GM perspective, the business side of things, right? Well, you gotta give the fan perspective because you're wearing the Jordan Poyer shirt right now. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, definitely, exactly. Hey, man, hey, this and this is one of my favorite shirts, man. One of my favorite shirts, Jordan Poyer fan perspective. How could you? What Buffalo Bills fan doesn't love Jordan Poyer? Jordan Poyer is just he came in. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who doesn't love Jordan Poyer. Christopher Tebow, who posted the other day and said, hey, why don't we trade Poyer and start DeMar Hamlin 
instead. You want to know what I responded to that, A Rich? You want to know what I responded to that? What was your response? I told him that if you want to trade Jordan Poyer, you are not going to get the the production that he gives to another team. You're not going to replicate that in a trade. You're not going to get enough to want to deal him. Because he's 32 years old. He's going to be 32 years old mm-hmm. after this season. If he's traded now, he's 31. It doesn't make much of a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was dumbfounded by that post. So I want to call him out real quick. Yeah, I'm not Sorry. mad at <laughs> but, I'm not mad, not but mad at all. Take us back. Uh, who doesn't love Jordan Poyer? He's, he's, he's done everything right since he's put on the Buffalo Bills uniform. He's been durable. He's been consistent. He's been... Uh, 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 the heart and soul and one of the main communicators on the Bills, Buffalo Bills defense for the past five years. So as a fan, uh, I love Jordan Poyer and hope that he can retire a Buffalo Bill. Now, I got to give the GM perspective of things. The business side of things is I got to call the spade a spade here. I think Micah Hyde is better than Jordan Poyer. So now Micah Hyde is going to be a free agent a year from now. He's going to, he's going to be in the last last years is there. What are we going to do with Micah Hyde? Are we going to are we going to are we going to have two of the most expensive uh, safeties in NFL history? Right? So I think it's it's a lot it's a lot to think about. Another thing to think about, how much is and this is no disrespect to Jordan Poyer. These are legitimate questions. How much is it Jordan Poyer's talent? compared to the scheme that he's in because it appears as if the buffalo bills defense is a very player friendly defense you have guys that can come in like ej Gaines and can come and steal some money for you you have other guys that can come i got in. i gotta interrupt you for a second a rich if Go we're ahead. calling a spade a spade I'm gonna give the man his flowers. I think you're underplaying Jordan Boyer's ability. Just I know I'm questioning. No, I'm no, I'm not underplaying. I'm asking. I'm asking how much is this okay. something that the Buffalo Bills organization could be thinking when they're thinking about a contract extension? I think I think it's definitely something they could be thinking. But if if you look at this from a business perspective, right? There's Jordan Boyer and Drew Rosenhaus, one of the biggest agents in all of the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Buffalo Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have two sides here, A. Rich. Mm-hmm. We have the Buffalo Bills, a winning franchise right now, and Jordan Poyer, mm-hmm. a player who has been having the most success of his entire career while he's mm-hmm. been in Buffalo and is not one of the highest paid players at his position. Who do you think has more leverage in this situation? Is it the Bills or is it Jordan Poyer? Because outside looking in, it looks like Jordan Poyer has the leverage, right? Because he is the guy. The way that he's been playing has been immaculate. And you're right. You know, what are they going to do when it comes to Micah Hyde? I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> plain and simple, I, I do not know. I agree with you, though. I'm, I, th- I think Micah Hyde is a better all-around player than Jordan Poyer. And while, while we're talking about Jordan Poyer, I want to bring up his wife just, just for a second. I don't know oh, if you heard about okay. it. I have Jordan, it. Jordan Poyer's wife. Um who's been in the news over the years in Buffalo, usually for supporting her husband. And, hey, mm-hmm. I am all for that. I'm all mm-hmm. for supporting your loved ones and, and whatnot. But when Minka Fitzpatrick got his deal, she went she went on Twitter, and she's a model. She's got, you know, a following, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she 
she said something along the lines of like, you know, when when you're rewarded for playing like like a superstar, like it's just so nice. And mm-hmm. and that's like the tone that it was giving off, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just I was rolling my eyes at it, A Rich, because mm-hmm. it's not like he wasn't paid, right? Mm-hmm. When he when he came to Buffalo, he got a decent size contract. The question is, can the Bills afford him, right? Can they afford him? And yeah. do they want well, that's to? That's it. Do that's they want right to? There. Because there's as much, as much credit as we have to give Brandon Bean for this offseason that he had, it cannot be like this every year. I, I hope it can, right? I hope they can retain everybody every year, everybody that they want to retain, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just not like plausible in a way, right? Because you have Knox coming up. You have Singletary coming up. You have Edmonds coming up. You just mentioned high. We got Poyer. You cannot keep everybody. You just can't. Right. So right. what, what's going to happen? I don't think I know. I don't think Akeem knows. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a situation that has to play itself out. Would would Jordan Poyer take a hometown discount? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do they tag him? Right. What, what do you What do you get? Top Top five at your position if you're tagged. Right. So he'd be making. They'd be putting a year on him at about fifteen. Is that right. worth it? Fifteen million. If you win a Super Bowl, hey, maybe it is. Right. And me and me, I'm not thinking. And the crazy thing about it is, I think he's worth it. When I when I when I think about but but, but hey, the- if if he's worth it, a rich. What is he worth? Do you think that this contract signed by Harrison Smith at age 32, you think he's going to play until he's 36 or later? Harrison Smith or Jordan Poyer? Harrison Smith. I don't think so. I don't think he's going to make it to 36. So if Jordan Poyer is to sign a similar deal, what do you want it? Like a two year, a three? Like what, what are you thinking here? So if the if Jordan Poyer was to sign to, to sign a contract extension with the Bills, I'm thinking I'm thinking three years, forty five million dollars, fifteen dollars, fifteen million a year, thirty million dollars guarantee, somewhere along those lines. I'm, I'm okay. thinking in terms of, I'm thinking in terms of numbers, but the main thing I think about when I think about Jordan Poyer again, this for me personally, this situation would be easier for me if we didn't have Micah Hyde. <laughs> if we if there was if, if we had just some average average safety. Bakari Rambo. We had a Bakari Rambo. We had Demar Hamlin playing there, who was a solid safety, but he wasn't Micah Hyde. Then I'm like, we have to go get, we have to go re-sign Poyer to any means necessary. But I can't help but to think about Micah Hyde. Who the hell is making that play on on the Patriots rookie on in in the playoffs? There's no, no one. There is Not no safety. Player. There's no safety. You can't. I would have to see it to believe it. There's no safety that will make maybe, that play, Micah. Maybe Hyde one. Will. Maybe one. I maybe one. And, and I'm thinking. I'm thinking of one player, Derwin James. I think might be able to make that play, but not in the same. Not in the same circumstance, right? Maybe he makes that play in a game when his team's down. You know what I mean? Not in the way that the Bills needed that, right? To take the momentum away from the Patriots in that game. A good question here from Justin. Want to get into this? Do players get angered about being tagged? Um, I think I think this is you know you know Justin, you have uh, black and white questions, right? That give black and white answers. I think I got to give you a little bit of a gray here. Um, I think there are certain players that do right. They they're angry and they're upset because they could have got more money on the market. But at the end of the day, when you're tagged, you have a choice whether or not to sign that. Right? You cannot play football. Like that, that's plain and simple. You cannot play football for that year 
and go into free agency the next year. I believe Le'Veon Bell did that with uh, Pittsburgh. It didn't work out for, for his career, but I, I don't know. I think, I think it depends on who you are and what the situation is. If you're going to get franchise tagged, let's say, let's say you play on the Detroit Lions and you get franchise tagged right now. I don't know how happy you would be compared to if you were on the Chiefs or the Packers or the Buccaneers, right? Because I, I think it's situational. Hey, Rich, your thoughts? Um, I I do think it's situational. I think it's it's very uh player player specific. Now I, I put it like this: if I'm Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. I would be pissed at a franchise tag because I know my contract would outperform the franchise tag even for that year. My but my guaranteed money, my money per year, I would I, I I would make more than what the franchise tag gives me. Well, if let me ask I, you this: if, if, if if I'm if I'm Javadian and Clowney, I'm all for the franchise tag. <laughs> I'm all give me the franchise. Tag. Let me ask you this, hey Rich, because because you just mentioned it. If you're Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you get franchise tag. You're not a fan. The, the prime example of this is Kirk Cousins, his time in Washington, right? He gets franchise tagged the first year. He doesn't hate it, I don't think. I think he's okay because he thinks there's going to be like, excuse me, a long-term deal worked out. So what do they do the next year? They franchise tag him again. But when you get franchise tagged, excuse me, a second time, your money goes up. And that third time that he gets franchise tagged, it goes up again. So once he hits the market, eventually um he goes on to get the highest paid uh contract at the time three years 87 million dollars guaranteed every single dollar guaranteed the only quarterback to do that since him was deshaun watson and we're not going to get into that so <laughs> i think that that's the example you have to go by i think you'd be angry right if a team did it just to keep you from free agency if they did it just because hey we don't want you to leave right? If you're building a successful team, a team that's going to compete for the Super Bowl and, and likely make the playoffs, I think you're more okay with it. I think that's my best answer to that, Justin, but a great question. And and I want to say this, being average is the worst thing a, fo- a football team can do and the best thing for quarterbacks. You know, being average, a football team, an organization being average, they honestly feel that they're right there. You know, they right there, they right there. The Buffalo Bills been nine and seven, eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven, seven six and, and nine, six and ten, six and ten, six and ten. So they they've been they've been they've been right there for so long, right there, right there. And what was the problem? They didn't have the draft capital to make necessary moves to get a franchise quarterback. And that was the problem because the Bills were picking at 16, 19. You were picking and just late enough to not get the best and early enough to not get the worst. And and that is that is the main reason why players like a, a Ryan Tannehill or players like a Kirk Cousins get paid a ton of money because teams are afraid to be bad to become great later on because they don't even trust their abilities to to generate a successful team. Well, hey, Rich, some, some teams just don't have that ability. They don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at some organizations who just have. I don't know if it's luck. I don't know if it's talent. I don't know if it's management. It's It's got to be a combination of all. Let's get to some comments here. Daniel says, yep. regarding Poyer, give him a three-year extension with year three as a team option year. Um, I don't think he'd sign this. I, I don't think he would want a team option on his contract just because that puts him in a little bit of a limbo situation, right? 
And I, I don't believe that that would be something he goes for. Three-year deal on par with what you were saying, eh, Rich? I think I'd be okay with the deal you mentioned. 15 per year, $45 million, 30 30 uh, guaranteed. I, I like that a lot, eh, Rich? Uh, good good on you. Lone Wolf says, hide in a contract for two more years. What does it do? If Poirier signs a bigger deal, would Hyde be next? Um, that, that's exactly our question, Lone Wolf. We don't, we don't know, right? If Hyde signs a deal, I would expect Hyde would be just – you know, giving him, you know, that meme with the guy and his girlfriend walking by and then mm-hmm. another hot girl walks by and he turns we're gonna, around. We're, we're going to be, that's going to be that. We're going to be having this same conversation next year about Micah Hyde if Jordan Poirier gets that extension. Even if he doesn't, we're probably going to have the same, same exact conversation next year because Micah Hyde will be going into the final year of his contract. And I, I don't know if Micah would be making as big of a deal as Jordan Poirier is because we know Jordan Poirier dropped his agent. Signed another one, one of the most, you know, household names in the NFL, somebody who gets players their money. And that's why people are questioning this so much is, you know, because of the moves that he did beforehand, what what does it mean, right? Lone Wolf says Cousins made a living on franchise tags. Agreed. Vlad's out here. Let's go. Let's go Buffalo, Vlad. And, of course, we have uh, Chris out here saying what's up. What's going on, Chris? So we're moving on. Jordan Poirier yes, took up a lot of time, just as expected, of course. A Rich, the title of the video is Make or Break Seasons. Mm. Now, I want to get into this before mm. people have some questions for us. Mm-hmm. The way we're going with, with this topic today, and it could be different another day, it could be different another day. I'm just telling you today, Make or Break Seasons are for players that we believe want to be with the Bills long term but have to produce this season to show the Bills that they deserve to be here long-term. Hey, Rich, does that make sense to you? It makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Yes, sir. Well, let's let's have you kick us off. And we, we both have two players for you guys, one offense, one defense. Hey, Rich, where do you want to start, offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball? I, I tell you what, I can do one side of the ball while you do the other, and then we'll do it that way for the next round as well. So, all right, kick us I'll off, offense or defense. I'll go. Um, I'll go. I'll kick off with defense. 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 So, A. Rich's defensive player mm-hmm. is none other than AJ Epinesa. It's you know, it's time for AJ Epinesa. Um, he's going into his third season. This was a guy that had a very successful collegiate career. This was a guy that was looked that looks apart. He has the frame, he has the size to to be that prototypical down defensive end. Uh he was touted highly coming out of college and what happened? His athletic scores, his agility scores was terrible. They were porous and those those uh bad testing scores athletically caused him to drop to the second round. And that's where the Buffalo Bills got him at, at, I believe, 54. But that's still that's still a very high draft pick. That's still a draft pick where you're supposed to have an impact player. And it's and, now and time Rich, for AJ. That was, yeah. that was the Bills' first pick that year, correct? Because they didn't have a first-round pick yes. trading for Josh Allen the year before. So this yes. player was expected to come in and, you know, produce. Yes. 
Yes. And we it, it's time for for him to produce. It's time for him to to develop like we hope uh, a second round draft pick could could uh excuse me could develop there's no mario addison's coming through that door there's no jerry hughes coming through that door yes we have von miller but we need other players other young pass rushers uh especially on that defensive end to step up and develop that is what we drafted them for that is why we drafted carlos boogie basham that is why we drafted aj epinesa and gregory russo so they can step up take reins and develop their game and that would help the 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 Buffalo Bills defense as a whole. So AJ Epinesa is definitely my my make or break defensive player for the Buffalo Bills this season. I I have to agree. And it's sad because I like disagreeing with you, but I'm gonna disagree with you later. So it's okay. I, I mm-hmm. think I think agreeing with you right now works. Epinesa definitely. I mean I haven't seen much production from him. May, maybe a few splash plays here and there, mm-hmm. but nothing on a consistent level. Two and a so half sacks for his career. About two and a half sacks for his career. Very, yeah. very, very, very modest. Very modest, if I'm That's, being nice. That is putrid. Gross. <laughs> and I did not know that. So thank you for having that stat ready for us. Th- this one's going to cause – man, it's going to cause some stir in the comments. Hey, Rich, you, you know oh, you no. know where this is going. You All know right. where this is cause going. Cause a stir. I know exactly where it's going if it's going to cause some stirring. Go ahead. Now, we're not going defense. We're going offense first. But before okay. we do – I want to thank our partner, Total Sports, for helping us with this broadcast. Of course, proud partner of Built in Buffalo. And I am going to take the offensive reins now. And it is Devin Motor Singletary. Okay. Okay. All right. My handy-dandy notes have fallen somewhere, so let me find them real quick. Okay. Not a problem. Not a problem. Take and your we time. Got, we got Devin, them. Devin Singletary. I like it. So, let me hear it. Devin Singletary. First of all, uh, I got it right on the screen there. Leave some to be desired. <clears throat> but th- there's a couple of questions I have, A. Rich, and maybe you can answer them. But before we get into the questions with Devin Singletary, I want to get into his production with Buffalo Bills, okay? Devin Singletary is at 24 years old right now. He's played in the NFL for three years, 45 games played. In total, 2,332 rushing yards. His highest in a single season came last year with 870 yards rushing. Mm -hmm. On the ground, 11 total touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Three receiving touchdowns to go along with that. that. That's not enough. But let me just start there. So this is where it gets tricky. This is where it gets tricky with Devin Singletary, right? His average. Do you know what he averages per carry, Rich? Uh, I'm I'm hoping it's north of four yards per carry. North of the league average. 4.7 yards per carry for Devin Singletary. Now, you say, yes, very good, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a caveat with that, Rich. Because over these past three years, Devin Singletary has taken 495 attempts at rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Not ideal for a running back. For a running back that is productive, right? Right. I believe I believe some running backs, maybe, maybe they couldn't hit more, but they can hit like better in the receiving category. I bet I bet Derrick Henry, you know, could have more carries in this amount of time. Okay. Okay. So He's averaging 4.7 yards per carry, but 
but he's not carrying the ball a lot. So that number is so high because his volume is not high because you know, who's carrying the ball. It's, it's 17. It's Josh Allen carrying the ball. That's right? you think so. That's interesting. I think so. Because I think that that's where it gets confusing, right? Because Singletary is not a bad player, not a bad player at all. He is a good player. I'll, I'll say it flat out. Devin Singletary is a good football player, but his workload does not match what other backs in the league do, right? Not at all. He is not. He has not been able to take the starting job in Buffalo over the last three seasons consistently, under any year, right? His competition one year was Frank Gore, a future Hall of Famer. At the end of his career, right? Zach Moss, and then Zach Moss again, right? And mm-hmm. he could not win the job consistently. Right. And I know there's situational times where you have to change him in and out. And and he did solidify himself at the end of last season. I just don't think it's enough. Eleven touchdowns on the ground over three seasons is not ideal, a rich. And you can say, right? You can say he does not have to, to do as much because of Josh Allen, because of Stefan Diggs, because of the system he's in. I get that. But is it worth paying him a contract as a running back when you know, you know the saying, running backs are a dime a dozen. So that's what's confusing, right? And if if he's as good as some Bills fans want to believe, right? I went into to some stats. Top five running backs, right? I don't believe he, he's going to hit this level at all. The top five running backs in the NFL average $14.2 million per year. So if you go under that, Let's say what what is a contract for Singletary look like? Because what does he come to you with, right? Does he come to you saying, "Hey, I've been averaging 4.7 yards per carry over the last three years, and that's the highest in the NFL. I deserve this," right? So I I question if there's something better out there. 2,332 yards, not much to go under a thousand yards with 17 games playing, not ideal. That's my thoughts on this, A. Rich. Oh man, that's tough, buddy. That's tough, bro. I, hey, hey, I, this I, is supposed I, I to be a Super Bowl caliber winning team. Sometimes you have to be tough. You know what? Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying on surface, but how much of it? Because I, I, I look at the individual. Okay, you mm-hmm. said you. I look at it as the as the opposite. Devin Singletary is he doesn't get as much touches as probably yeah. other running backs or as probably as 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 okay yes as other running backs but what are you doing with the touches that you are getting and but, that is but a Devin Singletary, that's Devin Singletary right there man he's he's maximizing those those chances that he get those few chances that he get compared to other NFL running backs he's maximizing his touches 4.7 yards per carry throughout his career that's that's pretty good. So let me let, let me bring up this comment from Justin, who says, I don't think his workload is due to lack of talent, right? And I've heard this before. I had a conversation at work today with somebody regarding Devin Singletary, and, and this was brought up, Justin. So thank you for being active in the chat. We appreciate it. Um, I don't know about this, because where do the Bills stand on this? It's not about where I stand. It's not about where you stand. It's about where the Bills stand, right? Mm-hmm. And how they feel about Devin Singletary moving forward. Mm-hmm. What have you gotten 
from the Buffalo Bills regarding Devin Singletary. What have they done to show you that they believe in him long-term? They don't give him more touches. Now, yes, could that be because of Josh Allen? Definitely. It could definitely be because of Josh Allen. But if you're a prolific playmaker, you're going to get the ball in your hands. And I don't know that he's that prolific playmaker. I'm not saying he's bad under any circumstance. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be on the team. I'm saying if he wants to earn a second contract as a running back with the Buffalo Bills, he has to improve upon something this year. Now, see, here's here's where it gets here gets here's where it gets sketchy for me because I don't think now I, I don't necessarily agree with your selection, but I understand the selection because at the same time I do think that De- I do think Devin Singletary is a victim of not the greatest offensive line. I do think Devin Singletary is a victim of of uh, Brian Dable not being the greatest greatest uh, game planner in terms of calling a running game. Right. So I think that he is a victim of those things. But at the same time, Devin Singletary is not that back that you got to say, hey, he's a free agent. We have to keep this guy. He is indeed replaceable. Yes, I do think he's going to get a thousand yards this year at Ken Dorsey. So we'll see. It's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Hey, Rich, it doesn't mean that I don't think he should be here. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that at all. But excuses are excuses are excuses. And that's what you're making right now. You're saying, hey, the offensive line and this and that. It to, to me, right? It it's about something. Because if if Devin Singletary has a year in 2022 here, this this coming season, as he did in 2019, do you think he earns a contract? Told, if those stats, you, if, if his stats are the same as they were in 2019. The same as they were? No, he's not going yep. to get a contract. He's not going. He's no. Or what if not, it, not, what if it's a, what if it's a little better? So what what do you think he has to do? You think you think hitting a thousand yards says, "Hey, I deserve to be a part of this team." I don't. I don't think there's honestly. I don't think there's nothing he can do to as far as getting the contract extension. I think this is Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary's last year in the Buffalo Bills uniform. I just think. I just think that because of how I feel about. The, you know, the running back position. The running back position is a diamond dozen. And if you don't have an Ezekiel Elliott type player, if you don't have a Ezekiel, what? That, Who are I'm, you bringing I'm, up? I'm, John, I'm talking about Jonathan, prime, prime, Jonathan prime, Taylor, prime, Derek Ezekiel, Henry, prime Zeke Taylor, prime Zeke Taylor, Mick Chubb, Elvin I mean, Kamara, Dalvin Cook. What? If you, what are you, if you don't have play, Ezekiel Elliott? If you for? don't have players, if you don't have players like that, prime Zeke Elliott, prime, prime Todd, Zeke Elliott lasted one two years back. But play players like that. Is the reason he got a contract in the first place because of his elite level play. If you're not, if you not, if you don't possess that, then no, I don't think that you're oh, going to get a second contract, especially from the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry that you just made me crack up. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Steve says Singletary's average doesn't have the trace of security defenses. Agreed. So if you can do better, do better. Hey, Rich, it's your time to give us the offensive side of the ball, and something tells me. And this is why, and this is what makes it, 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 it you know, I, I, I like the transition, by the way. It, it just, it was, it was smooth because we could continue talking about both players as well. Hey, it's so, smooth transitions all the time with the real Dan Kelly at the real Dan Kelly on Twitter. Please follow. Yes, sir. And then Zach, Zach Moss is the opposite. You said I was making excuses for Devin Singletary. Zach Moss doesn't look good when he runs the ball. 
He looks sluggish. He looks okay. Like okay, let, let me let me give you the he, same. Let me give you the same. Looks, what look, if he's he, behind a bad offensive line no, the same way that Devin Singletary nah, nah. is? He, he I, that's why that's why I was specific. He looks. He doesn't look when the football is in his hands. He doesn't look as elusive as Devin Singletary. He doesn't hit the not. hole harder. He's not quicker. I understand that he. He's a different style runner. He's more of a bruising back. But if you're not being successful in your style, then there's a lot of cause for concern. Zach Moss, we talked about Devin Singletary, 4.7 yards per carry. On the flip side, Zach Moss, 3.6 yards per carry. He's a whole yard He's a whole yard down. And the reason why I picked him is because, Dan Kelly, I think it's easy to pick a player going into his contract year. I think that's easy. Player goes into his contract it's, year. It's easy being the I, real Dan Kelly? Zach Moss, Zach Moss has two years left on his on on his deal, and if he doesn't look apart, if he doesn't look the part, I think he can he can he can possibly get cut sooner rather than later. You know, I think is I agree. I agree hundred percent because they they have invested heavily into the running back position, right? Whether the the talk of Brees Hall was around in the draft around. Them taking him in the first round. They obviously went Kyrie and Lumbrees Hall ends up going to the Jets. They still get James Cook in the second round. Not only that, Duke Johnson was signed. Tavon Austin has played running back. Isaiah McKenzie has played running back. And then, again, James Cook in the second round tells you everything you need to know. The writing is kind of on the wall for Zach Moss. And I think, A. Rich, I think it was easy picking Zach Moss because I don't (laughs) think he's going to make the team. Really? Wow. Maybe okay. he makes the team this year. Maybe he makes the team this year. Okay. But I don't know if it's going to be after that. Because what was he? A, a, a third-round pick, correct? Correct, yes. So that, that money is not is not really that much. You know what right. I mean? You're, you're, not, you're not losing any dead money. Peter DiBiase, how you doing, man? Of course, if you, if you don't know Peter, his show each and every Wednesday. Happy to see you, buddy. Uh, we'll sure. have to get together in the future as well. Lone Wolf says, try being the fake Dan Kelly. Uh, Lone Wolf, you would know all about that. You're the fake Dan Kelly every day. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Justin says he agrees. Moss is gone. We'll, we'll see about this year. I don't know about that. But hey, Rich, you said mm-hmm. it's easy picking a player in their contract year, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just an easy thing to do. Well, I'm going to ruffle some more feathers right now. All right? Okay. <laughs> We're ruffling some more feathers. You went up oh, as a... And, and that's a good call. Epineza is a good call because this argument that I'm about to have with you is a losing argument. I'll be honest with you because as I was doing my research, I was finding it harder and harder to make a stance on this. But I think I have it, okay? Let's get into it. Do it. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds, four years in the NFL. What's the word with uh, Tremaine Edmonds, A. Rich? What, what's the word you always hear? About him, uh, negative, negative. Uh, nope, nope. Potential. Potential. Mm-hmm. Potential is what you always hear. Still a young player. Blah blah blah. I'm sick of it. You're sick of it too. Mm-hmm. 61 games played for Tremaine Edmonds. Right. Four interceptions, two forced fumbles. That's seven turnovers over the span of four years. Okay. 28 passes defended, which I think is pretty solid for for a middle linebacker. Like. I mean, I, I, I've known he's, he's decent in coverage, but that, that kind of surprised me. 26 tackles for loss, tackling machine, we know that. Mm-hmm. He's gone over 70 tackles each mm-hmm. season, 
or for the past four years. Mm-hmm. And his combined tackles have been over 100 mm-hmm. every year for the past four seasons. Mm-hmm. Two-time Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just put that on there because. Mm-hmm. So what? So what is the question with Tremaine Edmonds, right? What? What is the, the question? So I think the question with Tremaine Edmonds, it, it's kind of similar to Jordan Poyer. If you had to rank the top 10 linebackers in the NFL, eh, Rich, just off the dome, do you think he would fit in there? Ooh. Oh, man. I don't I'm need not, you to give me I'm names. Sure. I don't I'm need not, you to I'm give me any sure. names. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think he – Ooh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I really, I really have to think about that. But I think he – So let's say I, he sneaks in. Let's say he sneaks He's a top nine, 15, nine top, top 15 at least. Top but, okay. 15. Okay, if, if you say top 15, it changes it. So we're going nine or 10. We're okay. going to go top nine or 10 linebacker in the NFL. Okay. So they picked up his fifth-year option. Do you know how much they're paying him this year? How much? In that fifth-year option? $12.5 million. No. Okay. Now, I, I want to bring this up to you because th- this is what's crazy to me. Rookie contracts, they're so much lower than what we think they are, a Rich, because Tremaine Edmonds' contract is really weird to me, right? So he started in the NFL in 2018 with mm-hmm. a base salary of $480,000. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then he went up to $1 million in 2019, $1.6 in 2020, mm-hmm. $2.2 in 2021, and 12.7 in 2022, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if he, if he makes that 9 to 10 range in – the NFL for linebackers, he's getting paid $12 million per year. Do the Bills have it? Do the Bills have $12 million per year, right? And who's the better linebacker? Is it Tremaine Edmonds or is it Matt Milano? Now, stats tell you one thing, your eye test tells you another, and all the sources out there tell you a whole different thing. You had to pick a rich right now, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. Who do you pick? Matt Milano. Yeah. I and and I don't know why. I honestly don't know why because Tremaine Edmonds beats him in, in some of the stats. I think the reason that Matt Milano wins, in, in my book at least, is the fact that he can cause disruptive plays and turnovers. And I've said it before. I think Tremaine Edmonds plays a little soft. He hasn't missed a lot of time. That being said, 61 games played. I think he's missed maybe one game per year, you know, something like that. But he's always hurt. He's always on the injury report to me. And I know Milano's had had his issues with being healthy too. Again, I don't know what my issue is with Tremaine Edmonds. I really don't. But this was the player I thought of as a make-or-break season because if he doesn't produce, it's the same situation with Hayden Poyer, but not to the same level. Because Hayden Poyer to, to us – and I can say this because I know Akeem's thoughts are the top safety duo in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Those linebackers aren't. They're not the top linebacker duo in the NFL. However, mm-hmm. they are a really good one. And which one would you rather have long-term? So mm-hmm. I'm going Tremaine Edmonds, and I don't know why. And that's see, that's my ending. And, here, and here, see, here's the thing about Tremaine Edmonds is, you know, it, I know potential. he's younger, Lone Wolf. Yes. I know he's younger. I that, don't that's, care. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's I don't the care. fact that, it's I don't the fact care. that he's, he's young 
And I think what, what, what also is he's, he looks the part he's six, five, two fifty. He runs like a four five. That's what you want. That's that. If you want, if, if you, if you wanted to draw and uh, your, your prototypical middle linebacker in this modern NFL, if you wanted to have a, a, a prototypical line, it would be Edmonds. He has the height. He has the weight. He has the athleticism. What, what did they people, tell you? We all harp on that. You started dating a hey, rich. When, when, when you started looking for a woman, your best friend pulls you aside, right? You know what he says to you? He says, Akeem, before you go shot at that honey, just know looks can be deceiving because yeah. it's not all about how you look. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to throw you a question that you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Because and, and this is going to be completely off topic, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I was talking at work. A guy was having a conversation with me. He was super excited to have the show going on. on uh, Mark, if you're here. Thank you. Um, I want to throw you this question. Sure. That throw, Patrick Mahomes' throw, uh, touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey in the playoffs to eliminate the Buffalo Bills in overtime, right? Mm-hmm. You know who was in coverage on that play? It was Matt Milano. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Tremaine Edmonds is in coverage on that play that it goes different? Oh man, that's that's you know that you know because uh, I was told I'm not, I'm I not was sure. told I'm not, I'm not I was sure. told that Tremaine Edmonds is bigger, longer, la di da di da, right? But sometimes the perfect throw beats any kind of defense you can play, and we've seen it ourselves with Josh Allen being the generational talent that he is. That a perfect throw, there's no stopping it. Not only that, I I know what Matt, I know Matt Milano. You, that first of all, who can cover Travis? What linebacker can cover Travis Kelsey? You know you have. So to be why a was special, that? Why was that the play call? You have to be if, a special. If you, can't, if you can't cover him, why was that the play call? Well, that's a, that's a totally different conversation. You know? <laughs> I agree, but this this was the conversation I was having at work. You see how like rattled I was getting? Like <laughs> it was a ridiculous conversation. So Tremaine Edmonds is my make or break player based on the fact. That I have no idea. It, it just it just feels like it. You know what I mean? Because football analytics tell you that, that he's a good football player and he is. So let me ask you a question. And this this is this is on topic, but you wasn't expecting the question. And the okay. people and the people you think in the I comments, wasn't expecting the question. I'm always ready. People in the comment sections chime in as well. Which player, which player, which young player Buffalo Bills has drafted or got? that yeah. has to take the next step if you if one player had to take the next step to 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 have a even better buffalo bills defense to upgrade the bills defense even more what player would have what young player would have to take that next step so the entire defense can improve upon last year even though they was number one last year i have i have a cop-out answer but that's not gonna work because I'll get into that in a second. Okay. I so want to hear what, both answers. What, what player needs to like show out in order for the Bills to have a better defense than last year? Yeah, in order for the – what player you feel that need – what young player that the Bills got or drafted you feel needs to take that next step into elite status so the Buffalo Bills defense could look even better as a whole unit or be even better as a whole unit? Any player, my, any any my, player. Both my answers don't work, but I'm but I'm gonna any go player. with one, okay. and then I'm gonna hit you with the other. Okay. And the first one doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going at Oliver. And I'm not going at Oliver because I don't think he's made enough of an impact. I want to mm-hmm. see him on the field more. I want to see Ed Oliver on the field a higher percentage of the time. And I think that's going to make work on the defensive line easier for a guy like Gregory Rousseau, who also needs to have a big season. I don't think he's in a make or break kind of situation that, mm-hmm. you know, Epineza's in, mm-hmm. but you have Von Miller on the other side. It's time to produce. Any any pass rusher that has been opposite of Von Miller has produced. So now it's your turn, buddy. Be be grateful that he's here. Learn from him. But I'm going at Oliver because I think he can do so much more than what the Bills are allowing him to do. And my cop-out answer, A. Rich, didn't work. And it was going to be Elam. But I can't go Elam because the Bills had the number one secondary in the league last year. And how do I know that he's going to play as well as, you know, our friend that went to Pittsburgh? Levi Wallace. Yeah. Remains to be seen. I I don't know. I mean, I really hope he does. Mm -hmm. But can we we really realistically expect that out of a rookie? That, hey, you're going to play as good as a three-year starting vet? Right. No. He's probably going to struggle at first. Very, very good question from Akeem. I missed you, buddy. Let's move on, but not too far. The Buffalo Bills are a very stacked team, a stacked roster. And and before we get into this, I do, I do have uh, something I want to say. As of today, Tuesday, June twenty first, two thousand twenty two, Rob Gronkowski has announced his second <laughs> retirement from the NFL. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about this briefly. Uh, somebody, somebody messaged me today saying, uh, not, not even me, just, just on social media. Uh, they posted up, Hey, just, just playing Buffalo, you know, this year. And my response was, you know, I don't, I don't think that Buffalo wants him at this point. I don't think that Buffalo wants Rob Gronkowski right now. And it's because of what they did in the uh, off season. It's because of signing O.J. Howard. It's because of Dawson Knox's progression. And he was like, uh, no, man, j- just to have him, you know, as a veteran for the leadership. And I'm like, no, I, I really don't think it's it's a good fit because the Buffalo Bills wanted Rob Gronkowski last season. And they came to his door and said, hey, you know, come to Buffalo. We'll, we'll pay you. And you know what he said? He said no. He went to Tampa Bay to team with Tom Brady. Uh, your thoughts. W- would you be happy – if Rob Gronkowski, instead of retiring today, signed with the Buffalo Bills? You know, initially, I, you listen, know, I, I wouldn't be opposed at all. You know, initially when free agency started, I wouldn't, I wasn't opposed exactly. because I yes. wasn't, I wasn't opposed because, you know, you know, we have Dawson Knox and we don't really have another, we didn't really have a threat at the tight end two spot. So if we have an opportunity to upgrade any position. I would definitely, I would definitely look to upgrade the position. Um, I agree with this too, from Daniel. Gronkowski's not a leader. I mean, I think there are things he can teach somebody, but I don't know if everything he has up up in his head is going to be helpful, right? Well, no, well so. I think he had a point. In he, I think Rob Gronkowski is at a point in his career where he, you know, tight end. He plays a physical position. He gets hit a lot. He's been he's been going through injuries. When he first came to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians had him in as a blocker a lot of the times. So. Uh, he's taken a, a toll on his body. So because of that, I don't think he even loves the game of football. But mm-hmm. when he when he does play the game of football, he wants to win. 
right? Yep. So he ready to ready. He he wants to go to a winning organization. He wants to be with a winning quarterback that can get him the football. So that's Tom Brady. And last but not least, uh, Rob he he loves the limelight. He loves the spotlight. When he's when he when he's losing relevance, seems like is when he get interest in football again. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him his name hey, his, floating around. His later agent, his agent came out today and said if Tom Brady calls, uh, he may come back. So. I don't believe it either. Uh, Justin and Daniel asking, you know, and talking about the Rob Gronkowski, Tredavious White situation. We've talked about it a few times here, uh, me and Akeem. It's the past. The past is the past. As long as they had a conversation and everything's okay, there's no bad blood between them. I agree. It was a cheap shot. He was, he was fined. I believe he was suspended a game as well. So it did happen. Before we move on to possible cap casualties, A. Rich, Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit you with the Uno reverse card here. Mm -hmm. And Lone Wolf wants you to answer the question that you asked me. What defensive player do you think, young defensive player, needs to have a season for the Buffalo Bills to make them even better? Now, I and excellent, excellent question for um, rebuttal for, for um, Lone Wolf there. Um, I think Steve Lynn put it put it put it very nicely. A couple comments up. I got it right here. Uh, either one of these guys. That's too many guys. What the hell? Either, either, <laughs> either, either one of these. Either one of these guys. Now, now, what has to happen here? And I, the reason why I say this is that what has to happen here. If we can get the regular Edmonds that we've been getting and the regular Oliver we've been getting, and we could get Gregory Russo on that elite level status, that would be amazing. Or if we could get the Russo. From last year or better and then the Edmonds from last year or better and have Oliver progress I think that would be amazing the point for the Buffalo Bills is somebody somebody needs to take that next step this is why we moved up to draft Tremaine Edmonds this is why Ed Oliver was a top 10 pick this is why we drafted Gregory Rousseau we want one of these players we would love all of our players to be elite level players be elite level talent but we want at least one of these players to reach elite level status, to reach perennial Pro Bowl status, to reach a status where, hey, we need you to make a play. We are, we are, we are, we are on our hills right now. Who is our Aaron Donald on this defense? So that's the type of player we need. And if one of these players can step up along with the other players on the list playing like they played last year, I think it would definitely be beneficial to the Bills. That's a cop out, eh, Rich? You took three players instead of one. What the hell? <laughs> Izzy in the building. Uh, what's up, buddy? Appreciate you coming out. Haven't seen your face. Haven't seen your name in a little while. If you guys haven't yet, please catch the Red Zone Report each and every Sunday. Izzy, how you doing, buddy? I don't think he was, I don't think he was prepared to be on. <laughs> Izzy, if you want to add yourself, feel free, buddy. Uh, you can always join in on the conversation. Hey, Rich, we're getting into cap casualties. Again, this team is Super Bowl ready, right? And and we can all agree on that. We all um, have that feeling that, you know, this is going to be the year. And we have that feeling every year. What what makes this year any different, right? <laughs> I bet we've had, we've had that feeling since we were born, right? Every year is the year, hey, Rich. I'm going to, I'm going to let you kick us off. Give me a player that you don't expect to make this team at the end of training camp. You you can give me the end of training camp. You can give me the end of the preseason. Whatever you're feeling, I really don't care. Somebody that you don't expect to be on this Bills team come the regular season. Offense or defense? 
Offense, defense, special teams, water boy, coaching, fans, I don't care. Okay. Uh let's let's, you know, I've been on the offensive side of the ball. Let's let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Let's go uh and let's stay with the particular position in, in uh in running back. Let's go Duke Johnson. I I don't you see love, you love talking about running backs today, huh? Yeah, I know. I'm on a roll with the running backs. I'm on a roll with the running backs. But Duke Johnson, we signed, we drafted James Cook in the second round. We drafted a guy that does, I would think, does better than everything than Duke Johnson does. We we signed Duke Johnson because we wanted we wanted some speed out the backfield. We wanted a guy that can that can be versatile, play the slot, uh, catch the ball out the backfield. That is the exact purpose of James Cook. That is the exact reason why he was drafted, and he's drafted with the Buffalo Bills organization for the next four years. Duke Johnson on a one year deal, minimal contract. I believe it's easy easy to say goodbye to Duke Johnson. We have a, now, unless God forbid training camp mini camp happens injuries injuries happen then yeah. you, you may have to keep players that you didn't intend on keeping initially right but if everything bodes well uh duke johnson is would be my my first cut casualty i i'd be thinking of lone wolf two comments i want to get to from you first one i'm never going to go past two buttons not going to happen on the air i'm too professional we all know this the real dan kelly the champ that runs the camp all right we, we all know this stuff but, hey, he took my answer. <laughs> it's the return, man. It's Marquez Stevenson, right? And I'm not a guy. I am a guy. Okay. I'm not a person. I am a person. I don't like to give up <laughs> on young players, A. Hey, Rich. I don't. Got, got some more notes. I see. You're on a roll. You're on a roll today, bro. For today. We, we got to get a quick spin in here before we go on to this yes. next topic. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Marquez Stevenson last year did not play return, did, did not play wide receiver in the Buffalo Bills offense. He just played returner, right? Mm-hmm. Five returns. Mm-hmm. How many fumbles? Multiple. Two. Mm-hmm. And not only two fumbles, I'm pretty sure he muffed another one. And the Bills recovered it. Need I say more? Right. <laughs> Need I say more, right? Right. He's not going to make it in the wide receiver room based on what they've added. You look at the guys, right? We have Diggs. We have Davis. We have Crowder. We have Kumaro. We have Khalil Shakir. Mm-hmm. We have Tavon Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's a lot. Lone Wolf, I, I don't know how to read. I have a translator in front of me and, and they they were a little surprised when my, my button started coming off as well. So I, I had to apologize to them as well. Hey Rich, we're, we're gonna continue this. And you didn't expect this, but we're gonna keep it going. Cap casualties, one more. You gave us an offense. Give me a defensive cap casualty. Possible. Wow, wow. Possible defensive cap casualty. Okay, let me let me think about it for a minute. Let me think about it for a minute. Guys, in the comments, drop one. Defensive cap casualty for the Buffalo Bills as of this very moment. Could be anybody on the defensive side of the ball. Don't, don't, don't cop out. You know, you know the rules. <laughs> okay, okay. Defensive cap casualty. Um, I had another cap casualty, but it wasn't on the defensive side of the ball. But I can pick a defensive player. Let's go. Let's go Andre Smith. Okay. 
Andre Smith. The, the man th- who was suspended for eight games, correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, okay. the, the Buffalo Bills, they, you know, you know a lot of talks was, it was what, what they was going to do with their linebacker room. Was Tyler Metacavage going to get cut? He's still on the team, right? Uh, Tyrell Dotson, he was re-signed. He, he's now made the team. The Buffalo Bills selected, I believe, Braylon Spector in the sixth round, I believe, from Clemson, yep. linebacker, linebacker out of Clemson. So uh, I, I think uh, Andre Smith is a guy that, that definitely has to be careful with with his with his uh with his roster position with the Bills, especially especially this season with the with the stuff that he's gonna have to the uphill battle he's gonna have to face in coming back with the Bills. Izzy giving us the people's eyebrow. Uh good to see you, my friend. I missed you, missed that beautiful face, love the haircut. How you Thank doing, you. buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Well, you joined, so you gotta answer the question. Not everybody's gonna make the team a possible casualty. That hasn't been uh, mentioned by myself or Akeem yet. Uh, so we're going. I'm going. We're on defense, and that's why I jumped in. Um, this one might be a surprise because Akeem mentioned his name, even though he wasn't really talking about him. Are you talking about Balin Specter? No, I'm talking about okay. Tyrell Dodson in favor okay. of Balin Specter. Okay. Okay. Give me give me your reasons. So uh, Balin Specter has been getting some praise from the Perinos and the Joe Marinos of the world, talking about he's been making some solid reads on defense. He's been flying around. He's been doing everything he can. Um, okay. And I haven't really heard much about Tyrell Dodson. So I think that our linebackers will be Milano, Edmonds, uh, Bernard, Balen Spector, and Medikavich. You'll keep five. Okay. I mean, uh, that's that's interesting because I'm going to toss another linebacker in there, and I'm thinking Joe Giles-Harris. If Medikavich makes it. Where where does Giles Harris fit in? Because Matikavich is a special teams guy. And I was thinking maybe he wouldn't make it. Maybe he was from a Rich. You mentioned um uh, who was the player you mentioned on special teams before? Wide receiver that was wasn't a returner, just played on special teams. Do you remember? Oh, you're muted. Taiwan Jones. Uh, yeah, Taiwan Jones. Maybe he's in the same realm as that, that you know it was a coaching decision to keep Medikevich around. We know he's getting paid a lot too. So I think it's going to be one of these linebackers. I think Markel Lee probably makes the team. Andre Smith is, is a good one, Avrich, because how do the Bills feel about him being suspended for eight games? You got to you gotta imagine it's it's not a happy feeling, yeah, right? No, because I think that breaks like a, like, a, like a consecutive day streak. How long has it been since the Buffalo Bills been in the paper for something negative like that? Uh, arrested or, or or substance abuse policy. When was the last time? That's right. We we aren't That's the Raiders and we point. aren't the Cowboys. I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. We aren't the Raiders and we aren't the Cowboys, so it doesn't happen. So I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of a cop out here. You both went defense and A. Rich, you gave us an offensive player. I went special teams. So I'm going to go offense with my next one. And I'm going to mention uh, Tommy Doyle, I think, has a uh, a tough road to make this team. Because there's just talent everywhere, right? He was drafted by this regime, and that gives him a little bit of a leg up. I, I haven't heard much of him through uh, training camp yet. Izzy, have you heard anything regarding Tommy Doyle's uh, status on the team? I haven't heard anything about it, positive or negative, so I'm kind of neutral on Tommy Doyle. Uh, and, and that's how I'm feeling. Ne- neutral, neutral is not good when you're on the Buffalo Bills right now. You, yeah, you want to be having your name heard. Because we're a good football team. Yeah, and and I, I could agree with that because you've heard about the starting five. 
right? You've heard about Questenberry. You've heard about uh, Mans. You've heard about um, – I'm missing somebody here. Uh, uh, um, The guy from the Jets that we just signed, Van Roten. Yeah, Rick, but Rick we Van heard Roten. about him because he just got signed. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about somebody out there in practice taking reps. Bucker, Capra. Ca- Bucker's hurt. Uh, Greg, Greg Manson. Yeah, only Matt, because Matt. one of the guys on my show, you know, jumped in the comments and was talking about. I'm a Capra guy, but it was a big joke. Um, Cody dang. Ford, Roger Saffold. Saffold. Well, no, no Saffold's okay. a starter, but he's one of starting five. So no, yeah. the, the the only seven I've heard Bates. of is a starting five. Uh, Greg Mans and uh, Questenberry. Vodkers, you know, healing, so he's not really gonna be in a conversation. Mm-hmm. He would be on the pup list, so he wouldn't. He's gonna. I think. I think Bucker's gonna gonna make the team. You know, on the IR, but he's gonna he's gonna eventually come back. They're, they're big fans of Bucker here. Yeah, so he, I think he's. I think he's gonna Bucker. make it. Yeah. Well, everybody, I want to thank you for coming out to the reintroduction to the conflict of interest. Izzy, it's always good to see you, my friend. Thank you for for joining the show here at the end. Gonna have to collab with you soon, of course. My device is back. Built in Buffalo has the real Dan Kelly back in their front pocket. Hey, Rich, man, you know the deal. You got to sign us off for the people. We love all of you. Thank you for your continued support of the show. We're going to be on each and every Tuesday. Izzy, what do you got to say, buddy? Uh, so before you close it out, hey, Rich, I would like to say uh, in a few weeks, uh, I think it's about a month from now, I'm going to have my way too early 53, which is not going to be that early, I guess, because it's a month from now. Mm-hmm. But maybe have you two guys on. Awesome. So I'm month down. out, you you got plenty of a notice. Yep. Let me know. Yep. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for right. dropping in. We'll see you soon. Hey, Rich, give us the honors, my friend. Hey, Rich, Hakeem Richens, the real Dan Kelly. This is the conflict of interest. If you don't know us by now, please get, get to, to know, know us. us. <laughs> we are indeed back. We're about to rev this up. Uh, we're, we're, we're starting to get some training wheels on for the Buffalo Bills season. The quest to the championship is slowly on the horizons for the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills fans. So conflict of interest, we're going to be here. We're coming. Uh, it's going to be a lot more discussions, a lot more topics each and every Tuesday, every uh, 8.15 uh, Eastern time. Uh, we appreciate everybody that joined us tonight. Uh, the comments was good. Daniel Garry's Lone Wolf, Steve Lynn. We appreciate everybody that that was in the comic session, giving us uh, vibrant conversation, giving us good conversations, good dialogue, good things to talk about. Once again, from myself, from Dan Kelly, if you watched on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, we indeed appreciate y'all, and we will see y'all next Tuesday. A. Rich, Akeem Richens, the real Dan Kelly, and once again, go Bills. Subscribe to the YouTube, guys. Yes, sir. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and go Bills. <laughs>